Welcome to the Gem Series, powered by Rocket Level. On this podcast, we empower entrepreneurs to succeed by setting big goals, executing like a pro, and having a fearless mindset. The Gem Series is all about investing in yourself. We're here to share the path to getting what you want out of life by sharing the stories of entrepreneurs who have done this themselves, providing thorough research from our team on what careers and habits are yielding the best results, and discussing the mindset it takes to overcome the obstacles that all future entrepreneurs will face. Investing in yourself starts with putting in the work every single day, and this podcast is here to help you do exactly that. My name is Blake Chapman. I'm the Vice President of the Ambassador Program here at Rocket Level, and I am thrilled to be your host for the Gem Series. All right, everybody. Welcome to another episode of the Gem Series. Today, I have got Celine on the show. Celine, how are you doing? Doing well. Thanks for having me. I'm excited to have you on the show. I've been, you know, checking out a podcast you were on, uh, looking into the 98. And, you know, there's just a ton of questions I have. Would you mind just sharing with the audience a little bit about yourself? And yeah, that would be that'd be great. That's usually how I kick these things off. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Um, my name is Celine. I um, co-founded 98 back in 2020. Um, 98 is a Gen Z marketing agency. So what that really means is that one, we're a team of Gen Zs and two, we were really sick and tired of bad ads and marketing towards younger generations. And what better way to fix it than have people who have experience in social media as well as just lived experiences, Gen Z just sort of, you know, navigate and help brands achieve um, better connections. Um, other than that, I graduated Loyola Marymount University in LA. Um, I actually have a dance degree and a marketing degree. Um, I really wanted to become a dancer, but pandemic really kind of changed the course of everything for me. Um, so I never expected to, one, be in marketing at, like full time and two, own my own marketing agency. Um, I've lived in four countries now and I love pugs. That's amazing. Thank you. Uh, what, wait, what four countries? Um, I've spent a lot of time in Malaysia, China, Indonesia, and then obviously the U.S. when I went to college there. Okay, that's so cool. And right now, uh, you just told me you're over in Malaysia right now, right? Yes. What time is it there? Just out of curiosity. I don't think I asked that. Um, it's 10, 10 o'clock, PM. All right. 10 PM. All right. Yes. So I, it reminds me, do you remember the, the Oreo commercial back in the day where the dad was like in, he was like traveling for like business or something. And he was in Tokyo and the son was back in the States. And then every night the son would be like, good morning, dad. And then the, <laughs> and then the son would be like, good night. I don't know why yeah. that one has stuck with me for so long. And, uh, I'm always like, I, I love that commercial. Um, but no, I'm, I'm super pumped to get to talk to you a little bit. Uh, I want to know, like, growing up, uh, was was the vision always like, were you working your whole life to be a dancer? And or what was what was growing up like for you? Yeah, um, that's a great question. I had always danced my whole life. Well, I've lived in so many different places now. And it was like, constant changing of schools and environments. And so dance was kind of the thing that's like, been with me since I was a little kid. Um, yeah. I definitely took it a little bit more seriously in high school and um, there wasn't that much dance opportunities um, in Asia and like how to pursue it professionally. So I was like, I really want to go to school for it. Um, and yeah, that was kind of the journey, but it was a, it was a very like 
I don't know. I feel like I kind of made decisions on the fly and was like, all right, here we go. Um, yeah. But yeah. It sounds like you've always been kind of a self-starter wanting to like figure out new things and go after that. And I see that a lot whenever I meet other, you know, entrepreneurs that are just curious about like how did, I guess what I'm getting at is it's not necessarily, it's just interesting how we end up in these places whenever you just like kind of trust what's in front of you. So going into school and getting your marketing degree, were you like, yeah, I know you said you had this balance. Like what, what were you feeling like at that time? Like, I'm sure it was kind of hard because I, I play music, you know, and there's a season of life where I was like, this is what I'm going to do. This is my thing. And then I ended up being like, oh, it turns out I actually, I love marketing and I love doing this right. stuff. So yeah. What was that experience like for you and or that season of life? Yeah. I mean, I, well, for starters, I, I got my marketing degree because my parents were like, oh, well, we're only going to pay for school if you pick a real degree. Um, take that with a grain of salt or however you want to interpret that. So that was kind of what I went in with the mission of like, hey, my parents will pay for school if I did marketing. Hey. Um, but I mean, I was part of a program at LMU called the M School, which was a specific track for like advertising and more like creative strategy. Um and I, I honestly applied because everyone around me was applying for it. And that definitely did pique my interest. Once I got in the program, I was like, oh, this is actually really cool. It's exciting. I did a couple marketing internships. Like I didn't want to shut the door, but I was definitely like primarily focusing on dance and, you know, auditions, rehearsals, performances, and all that jazz. Um, no pun intended. But um, I definitely like... I, it was, it all came down to discipline. Like, how do I do both things? How do I, you know, try and excel at both things and have a social life? Um, and I feel like I definitely got all three. Um, I got my two degrees, which I love dearly, and I still got the college experience I wanted, so I wouldn't change anything. Yeah, and I, I think I was listening to a podcast. I mean, you knew like the founders, like you all were friends, right, before starting. 98? Yes. So we all came from this program, um, the M School, which is what I just mentioned. Um, but Gia, who is one of the other co-founders and I um, are actually best friends. Um, we met on the very first day of orientation. So that's like the journey that we've been through together of like meeting each other for the first time, being college friends and roommates and best friends, and then starting this whole thing together. So that has been a whirlwind of a journey for us. Yeah, I can imagine. It's also, I feel like it's really cool to um, be able to strike that balance between, uh, I don't know, sometimes corporate environments or work environments can get like overly clinical and you don't get to actually like look at somebody and be like, hey, are you actually doing okay? Or like know anything about their life? So having friends in there, I feel like probably fosters a culture of, uh, everybody wanting to have each other's back and, and see how you're doing. Cause I mean, <laughs> wellness is, uh, is, is key for mm -hmm. a business being able to, to thrive anyways. Um, have you seen any of that kind of trickle in from, you know, having that kind of friendship? Aspect? Yeah. I mean, I think everyone always says like, don't ever start a business or go into business with your friends. And to an extent it's true. And to an extent, like exactly to your point, like having a friend, who understands and knows what you're going through is, is a really, really comforting experience. Um, we set really, really strict boundaries for ourselves. So we keep like all work related things on Slack and then personal things, you know, on text. 
Um, we do our very, very best never to like bleed conversations into either platforms. Um, and I think, yeah, I think as long as you have boundaries, like it won't affect your friendship. Um, and, and I think like people always ask like, oh, like, has it made you grown apart or together and kind of neither, like we're bound to disagreements in the workplace. It's, that's how decisions get made is people, you know, having opinions. Um, but like, if we do disagree, like it doesn't bleed into our personal lives and we both know it's like a business decision and not really like a personal attack or defense mechanism. That's really cool. I mean, such a good learn. I don't know. I feel like it's just <laughs> outside of learning, like something just for your business. It's also probably just healthy for like relationships in general and learning how to, I don't know, operate with people you care about in a productive and healthy way, which I, I think is pretty cool. Um, so I want to know, like, what made you want to start the, the the company? Like what was kind of going through your head? Cause I know you're, you're probably fresh off of like, you had internships and I'm sure all kinds of different jobs and you're doing all these different things. What was that? Yeah. What was that moment like? Um, an unexpected moment to say the least. Um, I mean, I was the May 2020 graduating class, which is like the height of COVID, not only the height of COVID, but the height of the unknown and like, Mm -hmm. you know, oh, is, a, is the pandemic just here for a couple months? Like, are we, like, what is the situation? Sure. Um, so I had plans or what I really wanted to do was move to New York and pursue dance there for at least a year, like give it up, give it my all. But travel was obviously halted. Um, and we had one of the professors in the program being like, hey, if any of you want to start your own agency or start your own thing, like I'll mentor you. Um, and so this idea sort of like floated around between a couple people in the program, the program's small, like 25 people. Um, and I was like, cool, like I'm bored. I don't have a plan. I don't have a job. I, my parents are not close to me at all. Like I don't have anything going for me. So like, let me dabble into this entrepreneurial activity, but I will guarantee you that if you ask any of the co-founders, we all thought this was just going to be like a little side thing to carry us over the pandemic, thinking it was like five months at most. Um, and little by little, it grew. And little by little, the pandemic never ended. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. That is that is amazing. It's also, I love whenever people have that moment where you're presented with an opportunity and you're like, you know, because it's important if you are going to dive into anything to just be open to just saying, Hey, you know what, this is a little out of my comfort zone or whatever, but I'm just going to kind of trust that I should explore a little bit, you know, cause yeah. it, you just never know what that's going to, what that's going to lead to. And now you're like, I think I saw you, you had your three years birthday over there at the company. Amazing. Um, you know, time flies by really fast. It's a, uh, it's crazy. And, uh, and, you know, done all these campaigns and I don't know, I think that's, that's really, really neat. Um, so as you were starting this, did you have any kind of like nerves going into it or like, were you afraid of it? I mean, I guess it almost sounds like maybe initially you weren't even feeling the pressure of it because you all were like, this is kind of like a project for us that we're going to explore and kind of mess around with. Is that, 
<laughs> I don't want to put words in your mouth. Though. No, it's exactly that. Because again, this program that we were in was very intense and real life training for like pitches and presentations. So like anytime yeah. we ever got quote a piece of work at the early stages of 98, it was like project mode. We were so like fixated on doing a really good job. Um, and I would say that none of us really had the quote business hat. Um, none of us knew anything about pricing strategy or I don't know, for incorporating a, a company, like any of that stuff yeah. was definitely an on the fly, Google the crap out of it and talk to random people. And that was that. Um, so I think like we were all really just like eager to have something to do um, and something that came I want to say a little bit naturally to us because of, you know, the type of education we got. Um, but definitely navigating the business realm was just quite a learning experience altogether. Yeah, I can imagine. Tell me. So, yeah, what was your first moment where you're like, oh, this is like this is like real right now. <laughs> Do you have any of those moments? I mean, a couple. And I think. I would say like the topic of Gen Z today in 2023 and probably late 2022, like Gen Z sort of just came into the media, yeah. um, like really, really head, head on, like everyone wanted to talk about Gen Z's. Um, but I would say in 2020, like that was definitely not the case. Um, we still had the very strong like kid mentality or this is just an entitled generation or they they don't know what they're doing. Um, so I think we faced a lot of that in our early stages. Um, and like, obviously I've had experience public speaking and whatnot, but I've never really had the experience of talking to a CMO or a sure. group account director yeah. of something. I was 21. Like I literally had no clue what I was doing. So it was a very big fake it or make it moment. Um, totally. And it wasn't like, oh, this is for a grade. Like this is a, someone would pay me to do this situation. So I think that was a really big moment for us. Um, and I, I, I will always remember our very first pitch, which we did in collaboration with another agency, um, myself and someone else from 98 were kind of like the spokespeople. And I remember just like, I have no idea what I ever did to deserve or like what universe allowed me to just be here with like three C-suite title folks on the other end. Like I, I was so nervous. I was like power posing and yeah, that, that was a very, very like, holy crap, we're, we're doing this moment. Totally. No, that's uh, it is like a daunting experience whenever you have that first time. Cause that's the thing. Like I remember, yeah, the first time I, I pitched to like a, yes, a C-suite level people, I was like, oh my gosh. And then you end up talking to everybody and you're like, everybody's kind of on a similar yeah. wavelength at the end of the day, you know, like we have different jobs we do, but, uh, but, but it is like, it's such a daunting feeling, but it's also really exciting because I'm sure that you all were like, oh my gosh, like what we're doing presents a lot of value. Um, and these, and people are starting to, starting to see that. Um, and with Gen Z, um, advertising and marketing in particular, I'm like, I personally am, am seeing it really, it's really starting to take off. Yeah. Um, from what I'm noticing anyways, and it's some of my like favorite marketing and advertising because it's some of the most like, I don't know, like it, 
I've always been somebody who like, I'm, I don't, maybe I don't want to speak to Gen Z advertising because that's not my, uh, my level of expertise, but what would you say maybe from your perspective are some of the characteristics of, of what is Gen Z advertising or marketing and, and how do you kind of define that? I guess. Um, that's packed. <laughs> it, it, it is. I know. Cause there's, there's all kinds of levels. Cause I know I'm like a very simple level. I'm like, oh yeah. Like, I don't know. There's like quirked up humor out here. That's like, oh my gosh, that's a little like left field or whatever. And then there's, I don't know, there's a lot to it, but I'd love to hear even just a little bit of, of what you've yeah. run into. I think like what you're saying is super true. Like it's just become a hot topic now. And when we started, actually, we've had a couple people being like, Gen Z is a theme. Like, that's not a good enough niche. Like, no one has budget for, quote, Gen Z marketing. Like, we really faced a lot of skepticism in the very early stages of 98. But I think as a co-founding team, it was like, what brings us together? What do we actually all care about? You know, we all have different personal interests, but like being part of this generation is really, really what kept us going. And that's why we're called 98, because we were all born in the year 1998. Um, So it was really important for us to represent this generation. Um, And I would say like what defines Gen Z marketing, especially for us as an agency, our sort of main special bucket here is social media marketing as well as influencer marketing. Um, Reasons being because we were on social media all the time. Yeah. Um, yeah. it's not like a, oh, I, I downloaded Instagram because I'm a social media manager and I need it for work. It's like, we've grown up with it. We've lived with it. Like we understand it on like a mastery and expertise level that like can't really be trained or taught. Totally. Um, and then the second thing is like, I, I think a lot of, you know, how do I explain this? Like marketers, textbook marketers feel like we can just categorize people and generations into just like a statistical fact. And I think Gen Z especially has really, really like pushed those boundaries. We have like, you can't just be like, I'm a Gen Z that's into fashion. It's like, I'm a Gen Z that's into fashion, but specifically thrifting and specifically the disco era or whatever. Like we are so, so niche in our audience. Um, that I think that a lot of brands struggle to actually understand like Gen Z on the, on the way that we feel like we need to be loved um, by brands and marketing. That's so cool to think about too, because I mean, now (laughs) you have the power to market that way too, which is like something that folks need to consider a lot more. Also, I was kind of thinking with Gen Z marketing, do you consider Gen Z marketing marketing for Gen Zs or do you consider Gen Z marketing also marketing by Gen Z? You know what I mean? Like that aligns with something that uh, like it's the output of Gen Z as well. Yeah, no, I think it's both. So what we're seeing right now is that obviously like more Gen Zs are entering the workforce and, you know, with different teams that we work with, I feel like there's always a token Gen Z on everyone's team and it's like, that person said this and therefore all Gen Z's think this. Um, And we're always like, let's rate it in like awesome that we have Gen Z representation, but one person definitely doesn't represent, you know, this entire generation. So we really like to go in um, being that Gen Z sounding board. Um, We have the Koi Pond, which is kind of our Gen Z collective um, 
of like, I think we're at 500 plus Gen Z's now who often. um, So how do you connect? Yeah. What are y'all, is this all just like over the years and, and do you have like a group? like group chat somewhere? Or how do you- it's, it's an email list um, as well as a discord server for people who want to engage Great. and like have more of a community feeling. But for a functional part, it is an email list where we send surveys or, you know, call out for focus groups and interviews and really, really trying to push brands and clients to be like, talk to more people don't say you don't know any Gen Z's because that's kind of what we're here for. So yeah, to your point, it is a product of, you know, Gen Z sounding boards and input um, in order to hit the right notes for their target Gen Z audience. Cool. That is, that is amazing. I mean, I know that there's, I, I, that's exciting to hear 500 people too, that are like all getting to bounce ideas off of each other and feel supported. And I think that's uh I think that's incredible and, and super useful. I'm going to like get a fake birth certificate and join soon. I'll be like, oh yeah, I was born in 99. <laughs> um, We've had like 1976 people try to join. Really? That's hilarious. And you're like, <laughs> you're like, okay, you might be a little mixed up, you know, but we wish you all the best. Absolutely. Um, so how do you, I, I was going to say like, I'm sure that dance as a passion of yours has never left your mind. Like, have you found ways to integrate that into life right now? And uh... so a number of you have probably seen the words rocket level (laughs) thrown around a little bit here and there. And I wanted to take a moment just to explain what that is. So the gym series comes from rocket level, uh, who is somebody that I work with directly And Rocket Level is a marketing technology company that specializes in meeting the unique needs of small and medium-sized businesses. So over the years, through strategic collaborations with national brands, franchise groups, and local partners, Rocket Level has become a trusted ally for SMBs operating in the market. And right now, Rocket Level's primary focus is to provide a comprehensive range of marketing solutions for SMBs including website development, SEO, paid ads, email marketing, social media management, and just about anything you can think of. By offering a done-for-you approach, Rocket Level takes care of all aspects of digital marketing, allowing SMBs to focus on their core business operations. I know that everybody talks about this all the time. It's so hard to focus on the fulfillment side of things and been an absolute honor getting to partner with Rocket Level throughout the years and be able to see them provide a solution for people that maybe don't have the talent right now, maybe don't have the time and maybe don't have the playbook or the tools available. It truly is buttoned up in such a way that you can give somebody your high level objectives and get this stuff knocked out. So if you're curious, you should definitely, definitely give us a shout. I'm sure that dance as a passion of yours has never left your mind. Like, have you found ways to integrate that into life right now? And uh, like, how do you, yeah. do you strike that balance? <laughs> um, so I am a dance teacher, part-time dance teacher. And cool. um, I still produce work, um, work at a studio and my old high school actually. Um, so kind of still doing freelance on that side. Um, I definitely want to get back into it full-time at some point perhaps with different goals and visions, perhaps probably leaning more on the education side, because that was such a big part of like, you know, what made me who I am today. Um, But I have my daily dose of, you know, 
teaching and stuff almost every day. So I love it. That's amazing. And I, you kind of touched on, it sounds like a lot of members of your team are, are multifaceted in that way too. It, like, do you notice that um, members of your team are also on their own? Like they have other, other items, other, you know, passions that they get to pursue as well. Yeah. I mean, I think everyone has their own niche of some capacity. Um, people always, I mean, like I love to dance and be involved in the dance world. Um, you know, regardless of 98 or not, I'm like very lucky to still be able to monetize my passion right now. Um, and yeah, like monetize or not, like it's definitely something I would, wouldn't give up and it would be something that's always going to be part of like my, you know, daily or weekly regimen. Totally. Totally. Um, and you know, is it something that you feel like, uh, cause I, I don't know. I just, I just feel like sometimes it's important for people to have that <laughs> balance of something else that yeah. they, they care about. Is that something that you've been able to like emphasize in your, your team? Like, Hey, let's, uh, you know, find space to like grow yourself because the more that you grow in what you care about, I mean, in my experience, the more that you grow in what you care about, the more it impacts everything positively instead of being like, all right, all that I'm focused on is this one singular mission, you know, it's because life's just a little more complex than that usually. Yeah. Um, not like a personal story was my senior year of college. I kind of like my schedule throughout college was always ridiculous trying to do these two majors in four years, but I was like, okay, I think like I finally have some like free time. I, I was like making choices of whether I wanted to, you know, take on more dance classes, just do nothing because I've never done nothing my whole life. Um, but then I ended up taking a ceramics class and there were times where I was just like, oh my gosh, like my dance friends are getting better because they're adding like, you know, doubling up on dance classes. Like, should I have done that? Do I regret it? What, what not? But the ceramics class was arguably like the best class of my life. Um, and I think it'll be the class that I remember from college, like 50 years down the line. So I have no, like now sitting where I am today, I have no regrets doing that. Um, yeah. So like, I guess I always try to encourage, especially interns who work with us, like, you know, I'm selfish. And if you're a great intern, like I want you to stay, but like, if there's something else calling you to just like, try, like, I'm not going to be mad, go do it. Like, you know, you, sometimes you just won't get the time back to try things. No, you're right. You're absolutely right. And I, I you know, I, I feel like it's important because you just, I don't know, you just have to trust your intuition just like you did, you know, multiple years ago. And now you're, yeah, you're, you're a CEO of a yeah. company. You know? <laughs> um, not that it's as simple as that. and It doesn't take so much hard work, but it does take trying something out. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, yeah. Um, so I wanted to bring this up just because I love Paul Frank. I thought it was so cool that you all did the campaign. Yeah. How was, how was that? And what was, uh, what were you tasked with for, you know, getting, getting that going? Cause I remember back in the day I had like a little Paul Frank hoodie and I, I loved, yep. I just loved them. So it definitely caught my eye whenever I saw that. Half, half the 98 team is actually currently in Vegas with the Paul Frank team right now, um, Whoa, for like cool. a very big licensing expo. But our journey with Paul Frank started, oh my gosh, I want to say like March of 2022. Um, 
And until today, we don't really know like how they got in touch with us. They're a comp- they're based in Australia, or the team we work with is based in Australia, so not even our own territory. Um, we were sort of just like tasked with reviving Paul Frank in North America, like yeah. the story you just told of oh my gosh, I had a hoodie. That's yep. everyone's you know reaction of Paul Frank. Oh my gosh, I had this pajama set or T-shirt or whatever, and we want to change the narrative of like oh my gosh, I have it now or i am cool again because i have paul frank so that was kind of the mission um we really focused on organic tiktok so really building their tiktok from scratch um and the strategies there were all related to what i was explaining to you earlier which was really diving down into the niches of different paul frank audiences Um, It's not enough to just be like the collectors, like it's really, really finding those niche communities who, you know, would appreciate a brand seeing them for who they are. Um, We've done a couple influencer campaigns and yeah, just over time, like really gained trust with the clients. And we actually renewed a a full year long contract, which is always really nice for one revenue sake. But two, also just knowing that our clients trust us and trust us to push boundaries. That's so cool. And I, you know, I just, yeah, I'm also just excited to see Paul Frank get back and, you know, really back in the limelight just because yeah. I feel like it, I don't know, I, I, I just think it would, people would love it right now. You know, I, I think it, it totally fits like the aesthetics of what people would be looking for. Uh, I, I actually had a friend who made some, um, bootleg i probably shouldn't say this because you're a paul frank uh <laughs> you're working with them but made bootleg paul frank shirts and like they're selling like crazy you know just as like a, an homage to to them and uh you know i i i i just got really hyped on that what have been some of the other interesting campaigns that you've worked on and like is there anything that maybe is like a a dream campaign that you're like oh i would love to partner with these people we talk about this all the time with the co-founding team, like who is your dream client situation. Yeah. We have a couple Spotify folks on our team who are like Spotify is the it client. Um, mine bounce for sure. I love Lululemon. I'm a diehard Lululemon. If some someday I lost everything I owned, like if I sold all my Lululemons, I think I'd be good for a year. Um <laughs> So, you know, it, I think it just depends on, on like what we're interested in. Um, Oatly is probably another one that we definitely look up to and just how they're marketing right now. And, you know, if we could ever partner on a campaign like that, that would be really awesome. Um, but an, a project that we've worked on that I think has been really high profile and cool is actually Starry from PepsiCo. Um, we were brought on in a very, very early stage when it was like super hush hush. Um, and so just being able to see the evolution of that product and that launch and where it is today, um, is really rewarding. No, that's, that is, uh, I would imagine extremely rewarding. And the thing with doing this, like running a company is that like, you're, it, you kind of can't stop, right? <laughs> Sometimes it, it might feel like that. I don't know. Not that you can't take a breather or anything. So what, how do you, what do you find keeps you motivated and keeps you wanting to, you know, do what you do the next day? <laughs> that is a great question. Um, if I had to put my team mom hat on, it's that people's livelihoods depend on us. Um, yeah. You know, like we have a staff or three full-time staffed on our team and that's a, 
I, I don't like to call it overhead because it's really just supporting talent. But at the same time, like, you know, as a co-founding team, like we have to focus on sales. We have to make sure we're getting clients, you know, meeting our KPIs because, you know, we have people that we're responsible for paying and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. So from a very practical capacity, like that's definitely what keeps me going. Um, and then I would just say like, the team itself and nods to Gen Z that we do. I think like the corporate or corporate culture we have is just really chill and fun and laid back, but everyone is like intent on doing good work. Um, So like, I think that's one of the best feelings is going to work. You know, I can be all dressed casual. I can feel casual, but know that I have a team that I can rely on and everyone wants to produce something good. That's yeah, no, that's, that would be absolutely motivating. It's, uh, it's probably the number one motivator is whenever you're like, oh my goodness, like people are relying on, <laughs> on, yeah. this, on what we're doing right now. And, uh, I don't know. I think it's a pretty like enriching thing to mm-hmm. do because it, I don't know, it's, it's just exciting to be like, all right, we're all moving forward together as a, as a unit and like figuring out what we, what we believe in. And, uh, and also, you know, we live in a world where we have to use money to <laughs> cover our rent. So yep. we're making sure or whatever, you know, so we're making sure that that's taken care of, which is, uh, which is great. Removing stress from people's lives, hopefully. Um, right. So, you know, diving as you were building the team and everything, what did you have to learn about leadership and figuring out like, what's your, you know, like your philosophy to it? And because I've, I've heard you mention I even heard that in another podcast about being like, you're kind of like the team mom over there and you keep everybody happy and like, are you guys good over here? Um, so how do you figure that stuff out? And what was that journey like for you, you think? <laughs> we joke about this team mom thing all the time. Um, but I always tell people like, what's the number one most important thing about my job? And it's been keeping people happy. Um, yeah. And I think there's like, again, the negative sentiments around Gen Z is like, oh, we're entitled. We want too many things. Like we require too many work perks and stuff like that. And and to an extent, yeah, we do want a better, you know, work environment. But at the same time, like I'm really blessed to have a team who is so eager to work hard and put in the time and like, you know, be able to give it their all in their task and be willing to try and wear multiple hats um, so I always like tell people like, don't count Gen Z's out. Like, you know, if it's the right work or the right, you know, environment, like we will put in our best foot forward. Um, so I think that's kind of like one of the key things I think about and leadership in general, like we're a fully remote company. People always ask, where's your HQ? And I'm like, zoom.com. Um, and so, you know, you really have to learn how to command a screen, like both with your clients, as well as like your team. How do you brainstorm? How do you keep organized? Adding the layer two for us with time zones, like we have clients everywhere and, you know, people are free to travel. So I think it just comes down to structure, um, making sure that we're all communicating well. Um, And then we do fun, silly things with our team to make it feel more like a, a closed community. We have kudos Wednesdays. So we you know, drop in a kudos of some capacity. Um, and then we do high, low buffaloes every day. So <laughs> drop in your high, your low, and then buffalo being the fun fact. Um, 
it sounds real silly, but like, I think that's a great way to get to know people on a personal level because some people will write real long buffaloes about something random and weird. Um, and just like, feel like, yes, you're my coworker, but you're also potentially a friend. Yeah, no, for sure. Um, I love also, I love the high, low Buffalo idea. (laughs) I think that's, I think that's great. You know, um, we, uh, where I work over here, we use the stand up, you know, method and, you know, for a while it was cool. I saw the team, they had a a longstanding handshake where they wanted to add one move every single day. So it got to the point where it was like, uh, I think they got to 87 moves of like the handshake took 87. It was like a 87 sequence handshake. I was like, it was amazing. Yeah, it was, it was, it was pretty incredible. But yeah, it's funny how little stuff like that just like totally changes the energy of your day and like makes your team feel like, all right, I can like be myself, you know, exactly. here and bring my best self into the equation. So no, I, I totally, totally love that. And I know you've already kind of touched on some of this, but why do you think people generalize Gen Z so much? Like, I feel like there is like, over the years, I've just, you know, I've heard people being like, oh, Gen Z is put into this. From your perspective, why do you think people have done that? Is it just because they don't know yet and, and Gen Z is newer in the workforce and they haven't gotten to experience it? Or um, I don't know. I just like your take on it. If <laughs> I think it's for a multitude of reasons. I think like whenever a new generation emerges, you know, there's like everyone's got a gossip. Everyone has to have chatter yeah, about something. So I think, you know, we tend to do that when new things happen or change happens. But I think it's been particularly increased with Gen Zs because there's so many things that we do are so, so incredibly different from the previous generation. Um, And like, I'm very, not to say that other generations can't be tech savvy, but the reason we operate so well on Zoom, because, you know, we don't really face technological issues or deficiencies with teammates like it is so second nature to us it is swift it is easy and and perhaps it's jealousy from other generations or it's just like i don't understand you know you know even until today my mom's always like how do you go to work in your pajamas i'm like because i can't like who is gonna judge me um i think it's just the value shifting um and i also think that you know with social media and the rise of technology, we're able to share and voice opinions at a much faster and more collective rate. And, and I think that really makes people, you know, feel like we're on something or, you know, we, we just have an amplified voice. And I think in a very good way, but obviously that can cause controversies with other generations and form stereotypes against Gen Z's. But you know, like, I think we're going to be a generation that actualizes change at a much faster rate than anyone else. Um, so that's really exciting to be a part of. I think it's super exciting. And it's so cool to me because having that level of literacy, not only yeah. obviously in technology, you know, specifically is is something that is going to allow people to, I don't know, just not have to deal with like, training and figuring out all of these different aspects of, of how to actually effectively, you know, do your job. But then also what it does, what I've, what I've seen, and I'm, I might be, I'm a, I'm a millennial, so I might be talking out of my, my ass a little bit, but um, I, uh, I've just noticed that it seems like 
Um, Gen Z does a really good job of identifying what the drain is of something that's like unproductive, not very productive and being like, I'm not really worried about that because I think we can recognize that that's not like driving impact. And I'm just yeah. going to put my energy into something that is like, in, like actually is impactful or like yeah. healthy for me or my team or whatever, you know, which yeah. I was like, I don't know. I'm like taking notes always. I'm like, this is, uh, this is great. You know? I love how I'm talking about we're good at technology and I couldn't figure out how to log on to this podcast. For like five <laughs> <minutes>. <laughs> no, um, that was, Hey, I, I'm dealing with, it's, I use this platform all the time and I'm like, I'm like, there's always little, there's little things here and there, you know? So, yeah. <laughs> but I, I, I think just in general too, like we have a no bullshit radar, um, yeah. so I think perhaps in the past, you know, if a superior is telling you like, here's my idea, blah, 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 blah. As a subordinate, you're just like, cool. Like I'm going to follow along with it. But I think we have a little bit more of a challenger mentality. If like someone brings up an idea and it's like, you know, so far off the mark, like we're just going to call it out. Um, yeah, so I feel great. like it makes people uncomfortable, but will we achieve, you know, like you said, things more efficiently and in the manner we actually want to say and like cut out the fluff. Like, I think we can do that. 100%. Dang. That's i uh, I'm so glad we got to have this conversation, Celine. I, uh, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm pumped to get to uh, <clears throat> go through all of this. Is there anything that you would like to say to folks that are considering becoming an entrepreneur and, uh, fit in They're like in Gen Z and, uh, they're wanting to find, because I know you, you mentioned the Koi Pond, like, is there any advice or things that you would recommend for them? Yeah, I mean, my whole thing, given like my many interests in life is to try things. Um, like, I hate using the word personal brand, but something that like is important to my personal brand is interdisciplinary learning. Um, I seriously attribute a lot of my work ethic organization and just like, ability to think quickly from dance and then you know even though I don't dance full-time today like it is so impactful in my current life um so yeah I guess like don't shy away to new things um not knowing something is not a good enough reason to not try um you'll learn as you go um and if anyone's looking for you know Gen Z marketing help and just trying to make better ads for Gen Z and, you know, run a more organic and authentic profile and actually make Gen Z's not cringe, reach out to 98. We really, really want to help. It is our passion. It is our expertise and we make good partners. All right. Awesome. Um, And where can everybody kind of keep up with you and anything about your mission you want to share? Yeah, so our website, 98la.com, spell out 98, um, kind of is the house for everything. Um, For shits and gigs, 98la on TikTok. Um, Real fun corporate Gen Z content. Um, And then for the Koi Pond, you can search us up at Gen Z Koi Pond on Instagram, as well as just find us on the website directly. All right. Well, Celine, thank you so much for hopping on the show. I uh, really enjoyed our conversation. 
thanks so much for your time. Yeah, absolutely. Everybody be on the lookout. Um, this was an episode of the gym series. I hope you have a really good day. Thank you for listening to today's episode of the gym series, where we're always here to share the goals, execution, and mindset of thought leaders around the world. If you're listening to this, I'm sure that you have some pretty big goals for yourself. And I would absolutely love to hear them. Actually here at rocket level, we just launched our newest partnership program where the goal is to, uh, well, build a relationship with you guys. I want to talk with all of you coaches, consultants, and entrepreneurs. This program is going to be providing free sales and marketing training, giving you access to a massive network of small businesses, and even paying you to allow us to handle the fulfillment side of things. Over the last 20 years, uh, we've been able to learn a lot about how to handle digital marketing for a you know small business. And frankly, we want to pass that along. After working with business coaches and consultants all over the world, we decided let's make it formal. Let's make this thing happen. So if you're at all curious, check out the links attached and please reach out directly. I would love to meet you all. Remember, I'm always a email, text, phone call or DM away. Everybody remember to be awesome and do awesome things. A whole lot more coming soon. Take care.